Are you hoping to not be high pitched and whingy? Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science washes its hands after going to the toilet. Hmm. I'm Andy Stilton and joining me today is Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Hello Andy and Hello. good results to our listeners. Good results to everyone listening. Um, also Gibbo, oh, we tried to get him back for you guys. Yep. Last podcast, the listeners were saying they want him back, but unfortunately not this time. But don't worry, we will not stop. That's going to be our mission. Yes. Um. So, Schmoopy, mm-hmm. you seem like a clean chap. Thank you. Do you wash your hands? Yes, every single time. Yeah. Yep. Even Without fail. Even for a wee-wee. Even for a wee-wee. Yeah. Even if there's no splash. Is that how you think basically all the time? Isn't it? Maybe I don't know. The people that you see who don't wash their hands, yeah, surely they they've thought there's been no splash. Yeah, there's no need to wash their hands. I don't know. Yeah, is that the thinking? I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they've cleaned their bits so well Mm. that there couldn't possibly be any germs on them. Yeah. So do you wash your hands? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't think anyone would admit, even if I didn't, I don't think anyone would admit to not washing their hands after going to the toilet. But one thing that does amaze me is the confidence in which people walk by the sinks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm there washing my hands. Yeah. And they give no... Like, because sometimes... I've, maybe we've talked about this before, but sometimes I sense people doing a show for me. So that they want like, you to see. They just water, put like a little bit of water on their hands. Ah, like they okay. kind of like go, like, yeah. and then me. So it's not a wash. It's, it's not a, a wash. Rinse. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, I'd accept, there's a man here. I'd accept that. Well, over nothing. Over nothing. I, I yes. always use soap. Always? Always. Okay. I don't always use soap. Mm. I think water's enough. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes soap's a little bit difficult to find. So yeah. would you like like sometimes the soap's only on the sides, mm. and if you've chosen a middle basin, yeah, would you like go around someone yeah. in order to get soap and then go back to your middle basin? Yeah. Anyway, so why are we talking about uh, if science washes its hands after going to the toilet? You came up with this suggestion. I did. Yes, because I saw someone <laughs> who I know, kind of, yeah, just leave the bathroom without washing their hands. That's Phil. And I'm wondering, should have I said, you know, like their mother should have said yeah, like when they were hands, 10 mate. years old, Oi, come back and wash your hands? Yeah. Should have I done something? Not worth it. <laughs> Let him spread his germs everywhere. Yeah. What about science? Oh, with science. Good. I'm pleased you're on track. <laughs> uh, with science, given the world we live in now with the coronavirus yeah. rampant, mm. um, I think science... Would in the past have been fine with it? Yeah, because it'd be like, ah, whatever. Yeah, urine I, sterile. Urine. That's right. Yeah. Um, so look, I feel like science would uh, wash its hands, mm-hmm. but maybe as only a only as a recent thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you? I guess I just want to. We've never really just worked out why someone wouldn't wash their hands. Is it a time thing? 
Or is it just an arrogance thing? I think it's just a yeah, indifference. Because if it's if it's a time thing, I yeah. think science is busy enough. It's got enough going on that it's like, look, you know, I've done my it's worth the risk. I've done my bodily duty. I now must <laughs> go back to work as quickly as possible. Yeah. But if it's purely an arrogance thing, yeah. I don't think science is arrogant. Science yeah. only would do, you know, what's logical. In which case, it would wash its hands. <laughs> Because Cameron is editing this podcast, yes, and he cuts out my lengthy <laughs> news for the week. Oh, you're not even going to bother doing it. It's time for news from the week. <laughs> oh, how annoying! All right. Um. So this week, so everything's going well. I, by the way, I podcast cheated on you. You what? Podcast cheated on you. I'm not happy about that. I know. Uh, it was a podcast which was recorded and Facebook lived. Okay. It was in an actual booth, like a real right. a recording studio. And it was for a lady um, called Belle who does uh, podcasts with interesting, mm, me, uh, South Australian uh, startup owners, entrepreneurs, business owners, that sort of stuff. All right. So that was really fun. Okay. Yeah. And so is that released now uh so the the facebook live is out but she's waiting till she gets five and then releasing them as a little mini series oh, so okay. i shall let you know when it's out so you're not even sure what the podcast is called yet no no because I it's don't. waiting to be it's, released that's right okay yeah yeah but well i did brilliant were you you were funny i was amazing okay yeah i was probably one of the best how do you know definitely okay yeah top five percent i'm glad sure. you're you're confident yeah um also, I'm also famous this week. Why? Because I've been in, I've been asked to go to an interview with Adelaide Uni's Entrepreneur Network. Okay. So I'm going in. They're they're doing a video session with me. Yes. And they're doing quick fire questions, and I'm answering them as a entrepreneur expert. As they said, an an esteemed member of the Adelaide startup community. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I've gone from unknown to esteemed <laughs> i feel like they were just trying to get my time for free okay so that's uh, that's good yeah i are think you, that's fun did you say you're going there or you're video linking uh no no i'm going there so i'm going to adelaide uni all right yeah which will be fun that's on wednesday two days no what day is it yes two days uh workshops mate mm-hmm. right people want workshops and i've got to stop biting it because you just like you just want to overprice everyone and say I'm not doing your workshop. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Well, do you know what? So, <laughs> what people? So, people keep on coming to me and saying I want a workshop, mm-hmm. and I like I like the going in and being center of attention and helping people. Like that's kind of fun. Yeah, but it is is not really what I want to do forever. Mm-hmm. But that's what people want. So. Two people have booked uh, workshops already for this year, and I don't even advertise that I do workshops. <laughs> <laughs> they call me up, and they're like, oh, we see you're quite active on LinkedIn. Can you yeah. do a LinkedIn thing for professionals? This is for scientists. Okay. And I'm going to Adelaide Uni, uh, yeah, University of Adelaide, yeah. to, to do that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. They said some of our young uh, early career researchers saw your, have seen you on LinkedIn and want to get you in. Okay. And I'm like, great. They're like, could you do a workshop? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Wow. Imagine if you advertise that you Imagine do if, workshops. That's right. And then 
I'm emceeing and giving a workshop for a big conference at the end of the year. Excellent. That yeah. All because of LinkedIn. Pretty good. Thanks, LinkedIn. Now, do you tell them that you think workshops are a waste of time? I don't tell them that I think workshops are a waste of time. I take the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't is... think I... I think the workshops I give... I I say to them, you are going to get... You're laughing as if like, I give, like I'm going to say I give awesome workshops, which yep. I do. Mm-hmm. But... I don't like workshops with butcher's paper yeah. that go nowhere. Yeah. So whenever I give a workshop, there is an outcome. People walk away with something. Either something they can implement or something they've completed during that time. And I think it's called Action Learning Workshop. Oh, fancy. Thank you. Yeah. Workshops. Why do unis have so... like? They love them. Yeah, but why don't they just employ me on a more regular yeah. basis yeah why? why are they giving money to people like me to come in for an hour you aren't even asking for it yeah. i'm asking for the money yeah i tell you what like i resisted doing workshops for so long but i think it's what people know mm. and they love yeah and it's easy it's easy to say oh we're getting a guy in to do a workshop yeah rather than I don't know, we we did a webinar or we paid him for his resources and whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, works out well. you were in, that, that is an easy box tick yeah. that they are doing something to help yep. their people gain skills in something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, maybe I should, next time I negotiate for my position, I should mention that I can just run workshops <laughs> yeah. for them. Why not? Just say, look, I do a podcast. I communicate my science. I'll yeah. run some science communication podcast mm. workshops. I, I am going to do that. Do it. Yeah. Why not? Can't be that hard. No. I'm going to say action-based learning. Yeah. Wh- whatever else buzzword I can think of exactly. that's different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. I'll support you. Okay. Um, and the last thing is Verbalize is going incredibly well still. Um, Good. We've got a big issue. What is it? Scientists... Do not want to engage with the platform. Okay. The the words daunting and uh, confronting keep on popping up independently. Okay. So I've sold to the institutions. Yep. I've got seven, now eight large institutions waiting mm-hmm. for their scientists to use the platform. Yep. Of all of the emails, of all of the things we've sent out, of all of the promises... None have come out. Okay. Zero. Because they're just not... The people who have to do it are just being something stopping them. There's something being, stopping them. They're being too confronted and too daunted by the prospect of talking into a microphone. And of simplifying their 20-page thing yeah. down into 20 sentences. Yeah. Which is... I mean, so... That's crazy that these people have this problem. Because they must do this conversation with people all the time. Like, what when do they, you do? Yeah, when yeah. people say, what do you do? Yeah. Like, I'm now being told that I'm good at explaining what I do. Right. And it's because I think about some simple things to basically explain what I do yeah. in one minute or two minutes, yeah. which is a verbalized.science post. That's right. And so you've been really helpful and you, you were actually the reason why we created a story editor that had prompts. Mm-hmm. And even that now is too much. And what it is, I think, is that scientists are perfectionists. Yeah. And our 
phrasing and our platform isn't friendly enough because it says publish your story. What it doesn't say is send, push this button and we'll look over it for you and we'll collaborate to make it better, right? That's yeah. now the way we're starting to talk about okay. the process. Yeah. Because people are, want it to be perfect. Yeah. They want to make sure they don't get it wrong and then have to revisit it later. Yeah. They just want it done. And so we're starting to... We're, I've, I've got project-friendly going on at the moment in Verbalize with the interns mm-hmm. and uh, the project manager I employ. I'm like, go on. And if any bit of it makes it makes you feel weird or scared or like you're not sure, yeah. we're putting in information. Yeah. So, so you need a on the like the what was a submit button you want to don't worry exactly just click this button and we'll help you we'll make it even better exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and so that's the process we're going now operation friendly Mm -hmm. um and also we are currently searching for no we are currently searching for uh industry that have research money that want to connect with scientists so what we're going to do is take that money say to the world, hey, scientists, if you're in this field, actually hydrogen fuel economy was one of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And we will connect you up with the scientists that can help you do this project. They'll verbalize some of their work. Okay. Then we'll connect you up yep. and you'll administer, administer the money through verbalize. Okay. Would you verbalize your work if I said you're in the running to set, let's say a 20 grand project, uh-huh. 20 grand's worth of money. Would you spend... An hour verbalizing your work. Yes. Okay. So that's, is it starting to excite you? Well, if the idea that what I say would be going to industry, then yes, that would excite me. Okay. Definitely. So that's that's where we're heading with verbalize. Okay. Less about the feel-good communication. Yeah. Much more about collaboration, research translation, and... Uh, money. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all you guys care about, right? Yes. Some kind of metric. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that's where we're going. So, any listeners out there, if you know of any uh, industry partners that want to connect more with scientists, find out new research, actually find out what's going on in the lab mm-hmm. as opposed to just fancy grant applications, um, then get in contact because we'd love to start making those connections. Sounds good. That's me. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> I have a question about I Andy before mm. you finish mm. was watching some of your LinkedIn videos yeah I watched them on YouTube yeah thanks for doing that you're the you're the one of the like this I think each video gets six views on, on YouTube well, it was it was good watching it at lunchtime today it was thanks, a nice uh, 15 minutes at, during lunch wicked um, your intern on their first day yeah they you said something along the lines of what do I need to do to be a good manager or something like that? Yeah. How do I make you feel part yeah. of the team? Yeah. And they said, check in on me. Was Did they say every day? or they Regularly. Regularly. Yeah. To see how I was going. Yeah. Okay. Now, I... now So, that's them. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. If that was... If I was in that... If I was in their position. You want to be given a task? I want to be given a task yeah. and then I'll come back to you when it's done. Okay. Or if if we are to be checked in with, 
I want to know exactly when you're going to check in with me. Yeah. I don't like the idea of like, you know... Me popping you, up. You, you, you're <laughs> off getting your drone footage all morning uh, and then just popping in at like 1 p.m. just as I'm getting into my work saying, all right, and then you'll lounge on the couch. So what's going on? Do you, we... do you know, have you been watching me? <laughs> exactly how it works. That would not be the way that I would like it. No. But I'm, and so that's I treat other people basically the way I like to be treated, mm. which is basically I would say, all right, you do that task and we'll meet tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and talk about the results. Yeah. That's what I say because that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Maybe I should be more flexible in my managerial style and say exactly what you asked. Yeah. In that, you know, what can I do to be a better manager? So the one thing I've learned recently is that you cannot have, and especially in the early stage or a small group, you cannot have a one-size-fits-all interaction style. Mm. So I sit down with each intern and I say, how do you best work? What do you need from me? Like, it's all about them, right? Like, yep. uh, do you like me? Like, Because so she sits literally next to me. And so she'll just pop her head around and say, oh, what about this? Yep. And that's her, she just wants to, all those tiny touch points. Yep. Whereas there's a UX designer coming on at the end of the year and he may be completely different. He may just want a big old task. And I say to them when they start, I was like, I'm not here. I don't care about the hours you work. Mm -hmm. Like they have to do a certain number of hours for their uni degree. But I was like, if you're done at three, no worries. Like don't, waste time yeah like it's the only thing you've got um anyway so i make that clear and so that allows them to be like if i want to if i want to check in regularly then i'll sit here and mm -hmm. i'll do whatever but if people like you want to go away so yeah look yeah if you if you want to be a good manager you've really got to individualize your approach yes for each each person but do you find that you being so flexible gets in the way of your productivity? No, I've got pretty strict kind of like... So I'm in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are the oh, days okay. Those are the days that we have as much interaction. It's all about verbalized. I don't do anything else other than verbalized stuff on those days. Yeah. So obviously the rest of the week, I'm, I'm okay. my own person. All right. So you're yeah. not so super flexible as... Well... <laughs> No, so they have to work two days a week. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's how that just works out. I feel like, so Verbalize is at a stage where it's not earning like a full-time income or anything. So it's kind of, I feel good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if it was, if it got to a point where it was earning me a full-time wage and someone else, then yeah, open door policy, right? Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. So I could be that flexible for two days a week. Yeah. I just couldn't be that flexible five days a week because yeah. I have to know when I can do like high brain power activities yeah. and when I can just be doing, you know, making graphs, going yeah. through data and that type of thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, managing so I, is, is difficult. It's a whole new skill. Mm. It's a whole new skill. Yeah. What have you been up to, Schmoopy? I was at a conference two weeks ago. Mm. I was at... I conferencing icon 2020 nice uh, in brisbane yeah australia and you know i've been having some troubles with deadlines recently yeah so if i remember correctly you've been leaving it until the hours before leaving <laughs> the hours before leaving yeah. um so a conference last year i had my poster printed the day the morning that the posters were, were going up yeah 
Uh, I've had a few talks recently where I've been doing them the night before or the morning of. Yeah. Uh, this was a new level. This this oh, uh, this conference. Man. I didn't think it could get any worse. I thought you'd um, at least plateau it. Terrible. <laughs> so I had a fifteen minute talk to yep. to do. Simple. Smash that out. And on the Sunday before the conference started, mm. I was telling everyone that my talk was on Thursday. Shit. Sunday night, yeah. around 9 p.m., I was hanging out on the balcony with Alexei, who I was uh, staying with, yeah. and he was going. Th- we were going through the uh, schedule for tomorrow. Seeing what you wanted to check out, what yeah. was cool. Yeah. And he's gone, hang on a minute, Cameron Shearer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, when? And he goes, 1.30. Oh. And I said, no, when? And he said, tomorrow, Monday. No. So did your heart immediately immediately just go like <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. I then thought, no 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 no. That's a mistake. I'm talking on Thursday. So mm. I went and went and looked at my original email saying when I was on. Yeah. Pretty clearly says Monday. Oh. So I had less than 24 hours to go from no talk to talk. Yeah. Can but I just I, say this is still atrocious because <laughs> you shouldn't be writing the talk. For, like I had the, three days of the conference to do a talk. You're meant to be there conferencing. Yes. You're not meant to be doing the bloody talk. You're meant to be networking yeah. and schmoozing. So I didn't feel like doing it that night. So I waited until the next morning to start doing my talk. How, the, how did you even sleep? <laughs> Actually, like a baby. I slept fine. Um, so I started making my talk the next morning. I missed out on the plenaries. Yeah. Um, and while I was doing my talk, I got a phone call mm. from an unknown number, but I called her anyway. And I said, hey, it's so-and-so, the people who are organizing the conference. Mm. Is it okay for us to move your talk 30 minutes earlier? <laughs> 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 and obviously at this and point, you couldn't say no because I'm currently writing it. I couldn't say no because of that reason. So I thought, yeah, all right. And I just thought, okay, I'll just make it, get it ready uh, a, bit, a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got my talk ready. I gave it to the people to upload um, on time. I did my talk and it was fine. Everything Good was... Good on you. I actually got questions from people who listened to the talk and understood what I talked about. So the talk went fine. This annoys me because you've still not learned so your lesson. I did not learn my lesson once again about... Being and, prepared. And maybe you don't need to, and that's maybe okay too. I need to accept that <laughs> maybe science can be done like this. I'm not really happy with myself, but at the same time, it all worked out fine, so I don't care. I didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it this way. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the talk. So conferences. I uh, obviously paid a lot of attention throughout the conference. Um, now... Professor talks grind my gears quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, because they rarely will um, acknowledge the people who actually did the work. Yeah. Sometimes you see the professor who would have a photo of the person or that and their name underneath. Yeah. I think those oh, are yeah. good. That's do you pretty like, good. I like that. Do you like those ones? Yeah. I reckon I got an, a, a new one now from older work, and maybe this is a bit braggy. You tell me if this is braggy. All right. They would have the the photo of the student who did the work their name, mm. and then underneath it would say where they are now. That's cool. Now, oh, but they were using it as a way... But these were all mm. very good universities that they're now working at. Yeah. So I'm wondering, are they choosing the work? So 
I've got written down here now at MIT. Yeah. Are they using it as a way to show off that they're such a good supervisor, their students go off to work at good universities? Or yes. are they just saying, if you want to talk to this person, go to the MIT website? When you think about the amount of real estate on a slide, that extra line really does yeah. make a difference. Having their photo and a name, I think, is like the standard minimum requirement of acknowledging like who did the work that the, uh, that's on the slide right now. Yep. To include in legible text, yep. same now at MIT, now same at Princeton, now... Yep. I think it's braggy. It's at least... At the very least, it's marketing to people who potentially want, are looking for a supervisor mm-hmm. and kind of being like, well, if you work with me, you could end up in the... Brain. Yeah. I think it's still better than... Still better than mm. no acknowledgement. Is that what yeah. you Yeah. Still better than that. But it's it's once again, it's the it's, it's the leech of the supervisor sucking every bit of value out of what of, of this student. Yeah. They, they've left. And they can't <laughs> stop leeching their credibility. <laughs> That's how incestuous this has become. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now. I noticed so this. Uh, this this is the conference where I noticed this the most. But okay. you would have noticed it even back in your day. Thanks. There are two styles of talk. There's the one talk where they will, where the speaker will kind of tell a story about a discovery, mm. and so they'll say, "Here's my talk on how I optimized the drying conditions to make nice fibers." Yeah. Right. And then the other style of talk is the paper dump, where yeah. they say. Every page has like one figure for an entire paper. Yeah. And basically it's you go through everything so quickly that there's no way anyone can ask a question because no one's actually understood anything that's been said. Because each slide is a is a story on its own. It doesn't build. Yeah. 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 But there's also no information. So basically there are two goals. So the first one is to kind of discuss the scientific discovery. Yeah. And then the discussion part leads itself towards questions and mm. me and the audience thinking. Mm. Uh and the other the other way the the paper dump is just to show that you've published lots of papers. Yeah. Another brag. Yeah, it's a brag. Now, which of those two methods is better for the presenter? Paper dump. Paper dump. Yeah. Cuz they don't have to and that's the thing they don't have to think about the audience at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like here's a graph I'm going to talk about the graph for a little bit. Yeah. You don't often not on. even see graphs. Right. You just they would just be showing like cartoons of what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's no it. No evidence think. that 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 works or anything. Yeah. So yeah, look, that is completely not audience centric. Yeah. At least the people that try to lead you through a discovery. Yeah. You know, you normally have why it's important and then how you did it yeah. and then uh some graphs and then a conclusion. Mhm. Like, that's at least trying to help people understand what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah I can't get on board with this paper dump. No, I, it, it shits me. And then the, <laughs> the next question is, what's better for the audience? You kind of said already, yeah. it's the one where you actually explain what's going on yeah. and why or you're doing you something. you think about what, what would actually help the audience? Yeah. So there was a good question in a, one of, and I, you could see, like, some people just get real grumpy at the paper dump. Yeah. Um, and I good. understand why, because I'm one of them. Yeah. But a good question for that kind of counteracts the paper dump, but it's a little bit 
bitchy. Mm. They would say, the question was, all right, you showed us about six different types of electrocatalysts and they were all really good. But can you tell us which one was the best and why? Ah, all right. In which case they couldn't answer either which one was the best or why because they hadn't been, even though they sh- they'd shown six different types of electrocatalysts for the same reaction, Yeah, they hadn't actually compared them internally. So just, oh, right. That's just random ass like... Like yeah, results. So that's so that tells me that clearly this was done 15 minutes before their presentation. <laughs> You're going to turn into this person. <laughs> no, I always know what why everything's going on. But this is a high level professor, right? Uh, the paper dump. I think it's like at this as a PhD student, you have no choice but to do like the the story. The story. Yeah. And then, it, like at the moment, in my level of where I'm at, I because I keep changing jobs, I only really do stories as well. Yeah, I think as soon as like the second that people are able to do a paper dump, like they've been in one field for long enough, they have enough papers to paper dump. Yeah. They paper dump. Yeah, and then at some point, they must get bored of it, or they've received those like bitchy questions <laughs> that they realize. Hang on a minute. Maybe useful. I should actually tell a story. Yeah. So it's kind of once you get really high, they tend to be more storytellers, mm. or they would maybe tell like three or four stories in the the talk. Yeah. And it it can also go to the point where they do magic. Do you remember that guy? Oh yes. He he almost only did magic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, clearly my magic career is not going to take off. I'll just do these keynotes and mainly do magic. Yes. So we saw a talk at the, I don't know, the Australian Chemical Industry Conference. Yeah. And yeah, a guy um, just did magic tricks. It was about molecular machines. Oh, there you go. You listen to that much. Well, I remember the the cartoons, but I don't remember anything about the results. I just remember him doing a a trick where the conference chair uh, was on a big old card and it was yep. his, pay, his face and it was the big reveal and yeah. everyone was like oh that's so funny yes it's actually distracting like from his science yeah. oh but I remember this he effed up the, the uh, performance and dropped that card early like he accidentally uh, dropped the card and then everyone knew what was coming okay made me a little bit happy inside <laughs> all that effort all that effort but, that's right yeah alright final question on these talks yeah Tell a story or paper dump, which is better for science? Well, if we're talking about communication to the point where people can discuss usefully, then it has to be the story. Mm. Is there any situation where the paper dump is better for science? If he was handing out copies of those papers... After or had them all lined up. At what? The front. So if you want more information, come and read these. As a review. No, thank like, you. Okay, then everyone, look, I'm up here. I've got this paper, this paper, this paper, this paper, this yep. paper. If any of those interest you, come grab a copy. Yeah. That's the only time that would be useful. Uh, I was hoping you'd say, come shove them down my throat. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like yeah. doing. Well, look, yeah. At a paper dump talk. Yeah, it's rubbish. Uh, anyway, uh, listeners. Uh, be careful, don't do a paper dump. No paper Always dumps. tell a story, please. Mm. Ah, now, Andy warned me of being grumpy earlier on today. 
Here we go. Uh, people who insist on using their own computer for a 15-minute talk can uh. fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You don't swear normally. <laughs> I know this really winds you up. And I completely agree with you. What it are you takes, doing? You got a 15-minute talk. Yeah, it takes five minutes to work out why it's not working. Yeah. There's been some conferences where you are required, like it's a centralized place where yep. you go and you upload your... Yeah, so that was present at this one. But and they say you must, you must, 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 must take your talk to this place. Yeah. But people, people still don't. just rock up and like, don't even talk to the chair beforehand. Just rock up and go, "Here's my computer." Yeah, uh, no, yeah, uh, terrible. Um, coronavirus affected this conference. That's we talked right. about this last um, podcast. Yeah. Interesting fact for you. Uh, so number one, like, uh, this has cost them a lot of money. Two hundred people. Uh, couldn't go. Yeah. What's the price of this conference? About a thousand dollars. About a thousand dollars. Yeah. Conference insurance. Yeah. Doesn't cover virus epidemics. Shit. How's that? Did you find that out? I got told by one of the organisers. Wow. So they just have to accept that twenty grand isn't isn't coming. Coming. Oh no! Actually, have they paid already? I don't know. I the way it was. So I didn't hear exactly, but I got the impression that they had agreed to refund everyone yeah, who wasn't well, going to come. Makes sense, but yeah, incredible. So that like has insurance people. I mean, they just love oh, they just love money. Don't, don't they? get me started on insurance. <laughs> uh, but because of the coronavirus, lots of people didn't come. But mm. there was actually a few sessions, including a plenary and one of the uh, panel things where people presented via Zoom. Okay. Um, How did that work? Good? It actually worked really well. Brilliant. Uh, I'm pleased to hear that. So uh, I expected technical issues, couldn't hear them, couldn't yeah. hear you. Yeah. Uh, but actually it went really smoothly. Brilliant. Um, talking to them, questions. Yeah, all good. So there we go. So what you're telling me, why are we playing, paying for business class? I know. To fly these plenaries over, yeah, when they could just sit in their office. Mm. A lot of these people were in the US as well. Like, yeah. they weren't quarantined; they just chose not to come. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I mean, they must have had further travel through in Asia. China, yeah. Or they, they're like, they say, "All right, we'll come to Australia, and then we'll go to our collaborators in China." Yeah, but because that part was cancelled. That's right. Like, well, I'm like, not going to Australia. No, just use Zoom. Yeah. Um. All right, Brisbane and Gold Coast in general. Yep. Uh, great to spend time with Alexei, who is uh, one of my better friends from my first postdoc, international postdoc. Brilliant. Um, and best wishes to him and his new wife, Ebony, who, and they got married uh, while I was over there. Yeah. So you went to the wedding? Yes. Lovely. Yeah, which was great. Um, had a very good time. We. Did you get uh, dad drunk? No, without I the didn't. kids or the kid. Without the kid. Yeah. No, I didn't get. I didn't get that drunk. Actually, no. Um, they had a very. They had a small dance floor. Yeah. And uh, you boogied. I boogied. Ripped, ripped it up as as much as I could. Yeah. Cut a rug. Uh, but traveling with one year old Oliver. Oliver had his birthday uh, while yeah. we were away. Lovely. Uh, traveling with a baby is tough yeah. because. 
um, they have routines that really just cannot be altered at all. Uh. <laughs> um, and the first day that uh, Oliver was there, yeah, uh, he got um, bitten really badly by insects. Oh. So by the second day, he had his legs and back were like covered in small bites. Oh, and itchy as oh, uh, yeah. He didn't act itchy, but he had a fever. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah. took him to the doctor and the doctor said, don't worry about the insect bites. He's got an ear infection in both ears. Um, so we had a, a sick baby on a new um, routine. So Brisbane, the, that week in Brisbane was really hard. Yeah. Uh, but we got our routine sorted for the week in the Gold Coast. And, right. And that worked out better. really well. Well done, you. New um, parent goals, eh? Yeah. So uh, keep to the routine still and just plan. Yeah. So it was hard to like be invited to things yeah. like with the wedding going on or coming up, um, but saying, okay, we'll be there in 45 minutes because the baby's got to have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, I know what you... Well, I, know. I know exactly how oh, you yeah. feel because you got sometimes a, a dog. Sophie, yeah, she's just so tired, and you know she's an old dog now. And sometimes I just have to hug her on the sofa for an extra five minutes, and it just puts me out. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds tough. I'll save the rest. I think that's enough news. A boom. boom. <laughs> It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Yeah. Um, so the topic for the day is what makes a scientist? Yes. What is a scientist? Can anyone be a scientist? With the right qualifications or, from somewhere. Well, or can they just say, I'm a scientist? I'm a scientist. Get me out of here. Was that a thing? No, celebrity. Mm. Um, so... What makes a scientist, and this is sort of like spurred on because climate change is a thing. Yes. Anthropogenic climate change, I think we're beyond, at least in the scientific community, we're beyond debating whether it's happening. Well, at least I thought so. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, you came across this where there was a recent global petition saying that it was signed by scientists and climate professionals disputing that we need to do anything about climate change. Yeah, so the the European Climate Declaration... Oh, it sounds official. ...was written to the UN yeah. saying there is no climate emergency and stop wasting trillions of dollars on reducing CO2 emissions. Yeah. And that document was signed by scientists and professionals. So I'm wondering what scientists are these people? Yeah. Do you know, everyone, so I, I went through the list and I could see a lot of geologists, mm. a lot of people that were actually linked to, to mining. Linked to mining? Yeah. Like, That's, I mean, in terms of their skills, yeah. like geology and, yeah. and uh, meteor, 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 you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so people who might benefit? Profit. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. but it just seems like they, I don't know, I don't know whether they get off on being... Uh, controversial, but the ABC report where we found this story, yeah, they said they tried to get into con- in contact with the professionals and scientists that had been mentioned in the report. Yeah, no one took their answer, mm. and they were told that's because 
sorry, no one answered uh, them. No one took their call yep. because they were told that they didn't trust the ABC for doing a balanced reporting job. I know. So the ABC is our national broadcaster. Yeah, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, and by law they must be impartial. Yeah, apolitical. Yeah. So, but they are often blamed for being political because they tell the truth, yeah. and the truth is against the government's position in many things. Yeah. Um. But so there's two questions that come out of it. Firstly, what's a scientist? Yeah. And just because you're a scientist, does your does your opinion matter? Yeah. So I mean, so what's a scientist? So what what do you think? I've got the I've got a definition oh, here. Oh, great. Okay. Um, but what what would you say a scientist is? A scientist is someone who uh, tests hypotheses about the world mm-hmm. to prove or disprove things. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, builds knowledge based on that. Okay. So you've got no mention of qualifications. Does no. that matter? That's a great question. No, I didn't immediately go there. Um, as long as, and this is where it comes down to peer review, right? Mm-hmm. As if I could, right now, as a non-affiliated scientist, yeah, I could, I could write a paper. You could, and if I sent it in somewhere, yeah, they could accept it, right? Yep. There's nothing to say that I need to be affiliated with anyone. No, I don't think so. It helps with your access to, yeah. to journals, yeah. <laughs> So, as long as when I submit it, my peers, people that are in the field say, you know what, this guy's got it right. Mm -hmm. As long as that happens, I think that is the process of science and therefore that makes anyone who does that a scientist. Yeah, so so the science that you complete needs to be submitted for peer review. That's the best system we got. Yeah, but do you need to be active in the... The other way around. Do you need to be actively peer-reviewing people? I think no, but it is a nice community gesture. If yeah. you're in a position where you can, you should. Yeah. But no, I don't think it's required to be a scientist. Okay. So the Australian Academy of Science yep. uh, has a response. Brilliant. A scientist generally refers to any individual who has conducted peer review research in a scientific discipline, has relevant tertiary qualifications and training, Mm. applies and understands the scientific process, participates in peer review, and has demonstrated expertise in their area of science. All right. So, so there was the two bits there. So they, so they're saying you must, or they, must they're saying has tertiary qualifications and training. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they need to be employed at a tertiary institute. No. Uh, and then they must participate in peer review. Yeah. Which I actually, when I first read, I thought it means they must submit for peer review and mm. peer review themselves. Yeah. But maybe just saying participates can just mean that you would submit your work for peer review. Yeah. You can't just say, I mean, we've heard it all the time, especially when I used to like to argue with people about skepticism things. Mm. People are like, well, I've done my own research. And and it's like, no, 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 you, you don't understand what that word means. Yeah. Like you didn't do your own research. You Googled some things and now you've got an opinion. That's yep. not research. Yeah. And uh, trying to explain to them like the peer reviewed process. Yeah. You know, they weren't, they weren't ready to listen. I just yep. wanted to argue. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the, I think that that is the most important thing. 
So, before you move on, yeah. are you a scientist? I've struggled with this exact question, and I've come to yes. Okay. I've spent a large amount of my uh, time training myself to think in a certain way, and I don't think that will ever leave me now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm data-driven. I think I'm I'm happy to accept that I'm wrong and change my ideas based on data given to me. And I think yep. that ultimately is the yes the qualities of a scientist. Am I an active researcher? I think no, clearly not. Like mm-hmm. I'm not producing new knowledge at the moment. But yes, I believe I'm a scientist. Yep. And do you think that the opinion of a scientist matters? To other scientists, no. Yeah. To the to the media, yeah. Mm-hmm. What but do you think? Well, I guess when it, if it's a scientist's opinion, yeah, then no, I don't think it really does matter. I yeah. think and a scientist's opinion is as strong as anyone else's opinion. Yeah. But a scientist explaining their own research matters, yeah. or something that they've actually tested and submitted for peer review but i mean i don't like so i hate peer review i think it's broken especially in my field yeah i don't think people who peer review my papers really do it in the sense as of of that Mm. of checking like is the science right Mm. they kind of do it in the sense of have i uh cited them enough yeah it's more of the motivation than anything else yeah um, or do I have enough buzzwords in my title? Yeah, it's not so much is how rigorous. <laughs> how rigorous is my uh, is my science? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I do think that peer review is important. So, if someone, if a someone who is a scientist uh, produces their own book, mm. that is not a scientific. That is not a scientific book. No, unless they that cite is, research. Yeah. It yeah. is just a book. Yeah. It is not science. Yeah. So I think that's where something like the actual climate skeptics may point to books. Yeah. But if those books themselves aren't peer reviewed, yeah. Um, then they they don't actually count as scientific literature. Yeah. And unfortunately, when people start thinking down that route, m- more evidence of climate change and going through the peer review process unfortunately deepens their mistrust and saying well how deep does this go you know Mm. they're just trying to convince us it goes as far as nasa um yeah but yeah uh and so i guess uh so say so people are these people on this uh, list Mm. were are scientists but Mm. I mean, most of them were geologists. I mean, it is environmental science at least. Yeah. But it's not the they actually question the the modeling of climate change. Yeah. So that is not their area. Yeah. Does that mean like does them being scientists then matter in that sense if they're giving opinions outside of their field? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's terrible, right? Like know know what you're an expert at. Mm. It's weird that as a when you as a scientist, when you interact with someone that doesn't have a science degree, you are seen as a holistic source of information. Yeah. But I was saying to someone the other day, it's like, no, 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 I know a very small part of the world in detail. Yeah. And I can tell you, or I used to be able to tell you all about that and what was at the front of the field and everything. 
But the moment you ask me about evolutionary biology or, I don't know, chemist, even another field of chemistry, yeah. no idea. Couldn't tell yeah. you. I know what I learned in undergraduate. That's exactly, yeah. Which is more than the regular person. Yep. But it's still not much. No. Um, or sometimes, so my, my example is uh, in the, the Gold Coast, Lauren's auntie asked me for an opinion on a water bottle she was thinking of buying. Okay. Which claimed to be able to kill, or no, not kill, but prevent you from ingesting 99.999% of bacteria. Yeah. And at first I said, I don't know. Mm. You know, I've never heard of this thing before. Yeah. So she showed me the website. Yeah. I read about two lines and all of a sudden I thought, I know exactly how this water bottle works. Yeah. <laughs> and I had lots of opinions on on how effective it would be and, and how she should be drinking her water. Sure. Um so, but actually, it happened to be something that I'd come across before. One of my transferable science skills. Yeah. But I still don't know how right I am. Sure, it was still your opinion based on more knowledge than this this lady yeah. had. Yeah. But it's still an opinion. Yeah. That sh- shouldn't be taken as fact from a scientist. Mm. But you, you know, sh- she's down the pub going, "Well, a scientist told me <laughs> this is all good. Drink this up is this amazing. water. Drink it up." There's clearly just the word scientist is being used in this case as some kind of like counter propaganda um, to yeah. say, hey, look, we've got scientists on our side too. Yeah. Um, and that's the unfortunate thing is because our media does say there needs to be a non-political and balanced view of everything. But John Oliver did a really great thing where he said, well, this is what it really looks like when you've got a balanced view in terms of climate change. He had one scientist versus 99 scientists. And I think this is a symptom of that where, yeah, these scientists probably do think this, Mm -hmm. but let's see the other millions of research papers and everything else and, you know, hundreds of thousands of scientists that go against this. How many was in here? It was like 500. Was it that many? 50? I don't know the number. Was it was it 75 in total or 75 yeah. from Australia? I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, my point being is they would be vastly yes. outnumbered by the people that genuinely, yeah. uh, not just believe in climate change, but know it to be real. So the Commonwealth Academies of Science Consensus Statement on Climate Change published last year has the consensus views of tens of thousands of scientists right. saying that yeah. There we are. The opposite. The, the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. Our next section is not science this, it's would you rather conference edition. <laughs> so when I went to conferences, the one thing that used to cause me a lot of anxiety was the sleeping arrangements. Oh. I loved having my own room yeah. and I would push for that at all costs. Okay. So, would you rather... Share a room with a supervisor uh-huh. or share a room with one of your students? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Would I rather share a room with my supervisor or share a room with one of my students? So, so I have shared a room with a supervisor before. How did that go down? Uh, it was okay. but um, Did you see them in their underwear? No. Uh, they kept waking up at the weirdest times and then checking their email and it just reminded me that maybe I don't want to be like that. <laughs> it is a re- weirdly intimate glimpse into their life, mm. isn't it? Like, well, yeah. yeah. 
That's their wine. And not on their phone either, on their computer, on their so laptop. So just like big old lit up face yeah. at like 2am. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. Uh, or with their students. I really don't mind either actually. Okay. So, I mean, I'll take... What will I take? I'll take supervisor because I imagine I'll be going to bed later than them. And so okay. I'd I would rather have it quiet <laughs> when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. And I don't mind being woken up early. It's yeah. more being forced to stay up late. Yeah, because your students hate partying, they're doing whatever conferences uh, yeah. allow them to do. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. Very good. All right. Uh Andy. Yes. Now these are all for like uh, when you're uh, back in the science days. Okay. Uh, would you rather have your talk moved 30 minutes forward huh. or um, or have a 30-minute break before your talk? So there's a, a just this gap where there, are, there is no presentation for 30 minutes and then you're on. Move me forward. Even though it's not in the printed program. Yeah. Do you know what? Like at least... At least there's some momentum. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if there's less people, but if I can keep the people that were there for the previous talk, yeah, then that's good. Yeah, but sitting in silence for fifteen minutes or whatever, yeah. and everyone and just leaves. Yeah, like what? It's just a horrible. Yeah, it's like an unwarm audience for a stand-up comedian. You know, like <laughs> you're trying to get them engaged, and 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 also, I feel like I'm a good public speaker. So, going right up against someone else's talk gives them a chance to go, this guy's better. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, but, yeah, because, yeah, cold room, just loss of momentum, yeah. can't deal with that. Okay. So, move me forward, even if it means there's going to be a few people that miss my talk. Yeah. So, I've, done, I've now done, I've done both of them oh, now. Oh, yeah. What was your experience? Uh, I l- much preferred the being moved forward. Okay. So, now... Um, because so the because of the coronavirus, there were so many gaps in the presentations that they moved a lot of people forward, mm. such that the printed program was obsolete okay. within an hour. Yeah, uh, and so but they were updating the the app with right. the times for everybody. Um, but I was on the first day, so maybe people weren't quite aware yet. So mm. I heard from quite a few people, "Oh, I'm I couldn't come to your talk." Or right. something like that. And and maybe that was the truth. Maybe yeah, they weren't. Yeah. But the time where I had the gap beforehand, everyone left. <sighs> and then the chair got antsy and I probably started like a minute early. So <laughs> while I was like oh, in my introduction slide, in. people are coming in. Yeah. Uh, and that really unnerved me. And yeah. I, I got nervous when people just started walking in all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, do do I recap? Do I not recap? Like, yeah. do I say, oh, you've just missed something? Like, yeah. this is really important. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, all right, another one for you. Okay, conference dinners are a thing, right? I oh. think we've had a whole topic. Oh, they're big things. Yeah, they're just huge. So, there's a few things that make a com- make or break a conference dinner. Mm-hmm. First one is food, and the second one is Boring speeches. All right. Do you remember Racky 07, maybe? 06. 
but where they said at the conference dinner there will be no speeches and people spontaneously applauded. <laughs> that was amazing. I remember that moment as one of the best feel-good moments of my academic career. Because I didn't have to sit through some boring-ass ceremony that only meant something to the person receiving the award. Mm. Yep. And then, oh, anyway. So, I combine these two. Would you, would you rather have long speeches, but incredible food? And I'm talking sit-down... Not chicken or beef or fish or beef, like <laughs> I, like anything you want, like a yeah. good uh, whatever, you okay. know, personalized yeah. menu, or finger food going around but no speeches. All right, now this is easy for me, okay. and I feel like you and I would answer differently. Yeah, because I choose the good food and the speeches because I don't mind sitting there in silence, <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer or having wine and eating good food. Okay. Whereas you're the type of person, you want to be, be up and around yeah. in people's faces saying, yeah. hey, I'm Andy, what's your, you know. What's your thing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm definitely choosing the good food and speeches. All right. And uh, just to let you know, you are correct. I'm going <laughs> finger food, but Andy talking for hours. <laughs> you have your own speech. I will, long. Yeah. yeah. I have little speeches to different people. <laughs> All right. Andy. Yes. Would you rather... An audience of 30 uninterested people <laughs> or three interested people? Oh, so <laughs> if it was being recorded. What conference talk have you had that's ever been recorded? I don't know. <laughs> but if if I had to show... If I had to show how important I was, if that was the thing I cared about, then mm-hmm. I want the—I just want people in the room. Okay. I don't care if they're on their phones. So if you're doing a paper dump. Exactly. I just want, I'm just like, I just want to look good. I want people to come in and go, this is popular. This guy must, must yep. be pretty good. Yeah. But when it comes to questions, there's no hiding the disinterest. No. No, that is the moment where you know whether or not you've made it as... Yeah. Uh, Into people's brains. Yeah, and as interesting as possible mm-hmm. for people. So in that case, if I... For, for me, like, if I if we take the, an external... How I want people to view me, clearly give me the three interested people. That we, yep. can talk, we can have a discussion afterwards. Mm. But if I just want to look good, fill up that room. I don't care who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Get them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was at a talk, the... The one time at this conference that they started at 8 a.m. Stop doing that, conferences. Was the day after the conference dinner. Once again, badly. That don't Of all the days. <laughs> so I had a, a one-year-old baby. So yeah. I I actually had an early night. Yeah. And so I was there at 8 a.m. Wow, good on you. And someone was giving their talk. There was the next speaker. There was the chair. There was the speaker after that. Yeah. And there was me. And the people who were speaking next are not interested. Yeah. But I was interested-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. I don't think anyone's brains are on at that time. No. So that was like they would have, the person would have practiced their talk in front of more people than were in the room. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, it's a bit of a shame. Like, yeah, it's bad. Conferences 
they give everyone a talk, so you arrive, mm. but then the talks are spread so thin mm. that there's actually no, like it's difficult. It doesn't, um, it doesn't promote scientific discussion. No, when there's so few people in the audience. Mm. All right, are we done, or you got more? I got one more. Okay. Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Would you rather have a poster presentation mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to stand next to oh. or an oral presentation that someone else gives? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty similar, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's a poster presentation. I mean, I could always verbalize my poster. You could. In which case, it doesn't matter if I'm there or not because they can just... Uh, do the QR, QR code yeah. thing and then they'll hear me explain my poster. Yeah. That is an option in this universe. Um, or someone else give my talk. I've given someone else's talk once and I think it went really well. Um, <laughs> There's but probably d- that, that like confidence <laughs> where like, sure, oh, yeah, yeah, what, like this is amazing. It definitely works. <laughs> like you, all the nuances that, that cause that uncertainty oh, yes. aren't in your mind. Yeah, well, they're not present on the slide. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I don't mind either again. Mm. I'd probably rather just have a... I'd go for a poster yeah. when no one's... Because if I'm at a poster session, mm. I actually prefer it if the person's not standing there next to it. Because yeah. I don't really have a question for them. Yeah. And also the only question people tend to ask is, oh, what's this about? Yeah. And then they... Yeah, the answer is just so long. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me your two-minute response. Yeah, they haven't daunting. practiced. It's daunting. Mm. Well, so which one do you prefer out of those two? I reckon. Yeah, I don't want anyone else giving my talk. There's yeah. a there's a um an Andy personality wrapped up in even the way I lay out the slides, even uh, this what the way I, I put it's it together. Too difficult. It, they wouldn't give it the same flair, yeah. the necessary flair. So, yeah, give okay. me a poster and just don't let me near it. I definitely wouldn't want to watch someone. If you if the part of that thing was I had to watch them, then yeah. I would say definitely poster. Yeah, because you can just stand there and read it. Yeah. It's just like a big, flat, open book. <laughs> uh, all right, last one. Yeah. Would you rather recognize people from the conference at the urinal or pee with complete strangers? So... You have no idea who they are. I get. I know what. I know what strangers are. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me a look. <laughs> um. Uh, do you know what? I've had this. All right. Stra- I used to get incredibly bad, shy bladder. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go. Strangers made it worse. Okay. Whereas I had a friend once just chatting to me at the urinal and it just relaxed me. And I was like, this guy, don't mind if he sees my urine. I don't mm-hmm. even know if it's that that was causing the anxiety. And But it's like, yeah, it's fine. So I think I would prefer talking okay. while with friends, <laughs> someone I know. All right. I'm more thinking of like, are you comfortable? So say you've just seen a plenary talk. Oh, my confidence scene is Willie at the corner of my eye. <laughs> I 
I don't want to know if people are packing. I don't even know what my question is. <laughs> I think my question is, do you think urinals are weird? They are weird. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like the Facebook page, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that helps us a bunch. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Icon, because they need the money. They need the money. Yeah. Perfect. Well, everyone sign up for Icon. Yeah. Do that. Do that. All right. Final farewells. Um, farewell. Bye.